0: Everybody, you got a pose in a matrix here. This is Dave. You got Brian down in the lower left, lower right hand corner, the other left. <laughs> and then uh, you got Ralph Epperson up in the right ha- hand corner. Hey, Ralph, how you doing, buddy? Doing fine, Damien. How are you? Sir? I'm doing great. You're here. I got to be great, right?
1: Oh, yes. I'm good. i you doing? <laughs> and you got Hi. Brian. To... <laughs> got... Nice meeting you, Brian. We, we've met before, I think. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely. So, folks, tonight we have the uh, highly estimable Ralph Epperson on, the uh, the tiger of uh, research, and he's going to be. T- <laughs> I'm trying to make up for a lot of bad stuff, <laughs> um, but that's the truth. He is a, a very good researcher and a wonderful um, investigator when it comes to things, um, especially with the Kennedy assassination and the Constitution and, and the New World Order. And the list goes on and on. Ralph, Ralph is it? Um, but tonight we're going to kind of look at the uh, the um, current events that are going on, and as they as they relate to different events that have happened in the past. So Ralph, um, what's what's on our plate today, Ralph?
1: Well, we've got many things to talk about. But the first thing I want to do is I want to talk I talk about the three miracles, and I mean miracles. I believe you'll agree with me. I'll let you say it's a coincidence, but I'm gonna tell you it won't take but a few minutes. But okay. there's a reason I'm doing this, and it, it'll it'll be explained in this thing.
0: Okay. Oh wow. Okay. The Mir- three miracles of Ralph Epperson, uh, March first, nineteen.
1: Well, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay.
0: Uh, the March. 1st, 1966, October 1973, and sometime
1: in 1974. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. I'll let you decide whether it's it's really a legitimate miracle, but that's my opinion, but you don't have to agree. I want to go back to March the 1st, 1976. I'm sorry, 1966. This is number one. You see, there's an intersection. And and down at the lower, where they're down over here, that's my office building. And that's where we're going over there to my friend Ben's bank, Savings and Loan. And so we were, we ate lunch together, it's lunchtime. So we're going to leave our building and go over there to that uh, Savings and Loan. So we're now, you can see we crossed the street, waited for the light, then moved, went so it was two blocks away. And Ben and I walked into the savings loan, Mm -hmm. so we're going to see what happened now. Another slide, because this I believe you're going to see is something else. First step number two. There is a this is the savings loan. The yellow dot is Ben. The red dot or something is the lady. And then there's a carpet and a desk with two chairs, and then behind that is a wall. Okay. So I'm standing down here and I'm ready bad conduct his business and my business what he's doing. And mm-hmm. I'm standing there, there's only one lady in the home, no one else in the home. So I sat stood there and watched, and slowly and slowly something happened. Oh, by the way, I've got to say this. I was now 20, 29 years old, and the reason I mentioned that is because I didn't date much, even when I was living in Oakland, California. But I was at 29, and I said, wait a minute, Ralph. You want to get married someday and have a house with a vine-covered um, fence and uh, 2.3 two children and 1.6 dogs? I said, wait a minute, I'm going to get some – Get some working on this. So now let's put this place in the position. Okay. That date was January. I'm sorry. March. What well, I got can't, can't read. It's in blue. March. The I think 1st, you got it upside
0: March. down, Ralph. It's upside down. There we go. Okay. I was looking at the right. I was looking at the writing, and I'm going, "Wow, is that English or what?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm okay. There I go. There you now go. I got, okay. Now. Where's the date? March the 1st, 1966. So there I am standing. So Ben got finished, and we're walking out now. Oh, sorry. While, while, okay. One step before. Behind, From behind that wall, the blue dot, the blue line, was a vision. Mm-hmm. A young lady came walking out behind the wall towards me, but she didn't see me. And then she walked by that desk, by the, de- the chair. Then the desk, and then she sat down. Uh And then Ben and I left. And as we were leaving, I said to Ben, that's the woman I'm going to marry. Mm -hmm. I really said it. She was everything I'd ever imagined. So Ben said, I'll introduce you, Ralph. I said, no, 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 Ben. No, please don't. I'm not ready for this. I'm, I'm a six and she's a 12. So Ben said, no, Ralph. So I said, Ben, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll get the courage because I'm I'm not hard used to dating. So uh-huh. finally later on, I used to walk by on the way to my bank, which was adjacent. My her bank was this, and this is my bank. So I'd walk by and I'd look inside the door or the window and I'd see her and I'd milk. So one day, Ben is across the maybe four or five rows of offices, you know, guessing um, know. He goes like this. Come on over, Ralph. So I walk over. And he hands me a phone. I said, hello? Hello? She said, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know who I'm talking to. Well, this is Sherry. I said, Sherry? Yes, I'm the girl at the savings and all. Well, oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I said, what? I said, what? <laughs> like, yes, huh? I said, oh, right. I'm saying, you don't know what to say. So anyway, we got past the thing. I, I finally ended up saying, listen, young lady, you look like a young lady that's confident. You, you're happy. You're dressed appropriately, you're made up properly, and you're wearing high heels and the proper business type of suit in a bank. I said, I would love to take you out to dinner. And she said, I'm engaged. Now, oh, my goodness. I said, oh, my goodness, really? So I said, well, listen, I tell you what, you really deserve it because you look like you're in charge of your life and you know what you want, how to get it. But then as the last minute, I said to her, Listen, if for instance, if if it doesn't work out, I want you to remember Caddy Corner to your bank is the insurance company that I work for. I'm an underwriter. So all you gotta do is cross two streets, walk in there, and say to the lady at the switchboard, I'm gonna talk to Ralph and we'll go out and talk in the hallway. So I said, Thank you, God bless you, but would you success. So I know that was it. It was I lost you. Well, I went, to, Memorial Day is in May, I believe, the holiday in May. Mm-hmm. So I went down to L.A. for a couple of days and came back on Saturday. I come back on Saturday, and so I get, set the alarm clock for 6 o'clock and get up and shower and eat my breakfast to get back in the routine of going to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. So as I'm unlocking my door to walk in at Saturday afternoon, the phone is ringing. So I walk in, hello? She said, are you you Ralph Epperson?" It was a woman. I said, yes. She said, are you Ralph Epperson?" Yes. Do you work for an insurance company? (laughs) I said, yes. She said, Ralph, this is Sherry. I said, said, Sherry, you're from the savings road? Yes. She said, Sherry, you're engaged. I found out he was married. Oh, wow. Yes. So she broke it off. And guess what? She remembered Ralph Epperson, Ralph. Mm -hmm. And she said, I've been been calling you for a week, and the line's uh, getting no answer. And I said, well, I was down to L.A. to visit with some friends, and I came in just a minute ago, and the form was reading. So we we started talking for a few minutes. I said, listen, how about dinner this coming Friday night? Now, I had a little bit of courage. So she said yes. I picked her up at 6 o'clock, whatever it was, and I got her address, and I kept her phone number. And so I had an Austin Healy with the top up, and we drove across at six o'clock. The big Bridge, all the lights and the water lights flicking on the water and going across the bridge. And I took her to a steakhouse where the you know there was a waiter, a D, asking for wine. I treated her wine. We thought. during that conversation. She revealed that her the first day at the savings alone. Was March the first, nineteen sixty-six. Wow,
0: that's amazing.
1: No, that was me. I, I I lost you because I I touched my. No, I, heard so I heard don't know heard everything. T- no, we heard, I heard everything. I can hear you, it. You can hear it, yeah, but I can't see it. I gotta I gotta get this thing right, so I don't know how to get this back on. Uh, I, oh I know what I'll do I'll click on the uh the link again. There it is. Okay. Okay. So now I'm not going to hit the desk because when I do that, it blasts me (laughs) out. That's number one. Now I believe that's a miracle. March Mm -hmm. the 1st, by coincidence, that was her first date. If Ben and I walked in on February the 28th, I would have never met her. Uh Just a matter of two weeks before, I said, I got to get married. Mm -hmm. So we went to dinner. Mm -hmm. We had started dating in, in December. Of the year 1966. Guess who got married?
0: Oh uh, Who's that guy? <laughs> oh, that's wow. you.
1: I can't get you. Wow. Can't you, cool. catch with you Listen, what a beautiful picture. Could this yeah. woman become Miss America? Look yeah. at that smile. She's beautiful. She's slender. She's trim. She's five foot eight. I'm six foot one. Uh-huh. This was December, only what, nine months later after we first met for the uh, in the savings alone. Now we got wow. married, but then slowly but surely, the marriage, we separated seven years later in 68. Uh, I'm 66, 70, whatever. Eight plus, seven plus 66, what, 73. So I, I, a friend of mine said to me, oh, we're going to a meeting. He said, how come, what's wrong, Ralph? And I said, my marriage is falling apart, and I don't want the divorce, but I don't know what to do. He said, why don't you talk to my pastor? So I said, okay, I'll talk to anybody. I want to save my marriage because we, we separated. We weren't going to talk to each other. That was the agreement. So I met the pastor, and he said, who are you, Ralph? And he said, uh, are you a, a, a Christian? I said, well, I guess so. I'm a Catholic. He said, uh, he said, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? I said, I, you no, know, would you like one? He said, uh, yes, I'm so sure everybody wants. He said, you can have one. I said, what do I do? He says, well, you got to accept you. I said, well, let's talk. And he got this thing out called the Bible. Now, he was a fundamental church pastor, Christian, fundamental, non-denominational, Christian pastor. He got the Bible out. and flip, 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 read this, Rob. Well, I don't believe that. Flip flip flip. I don't believe that. Flip, flip. I'm a lukewarm Catholic, but I knew enough. I don't believe that. And I realized I'm in the wrong church. According to the Bible.
0: Right.
1: So I said, you should you should baptize yourself. I said, I've accepted Jesus. I'll tell you this. I believe that every man in the world, men, women and children of all ages and sexes are asked one question by God, eyeball to eyeball. Whom do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. Once you answer that question, you are rewarded with eternal life. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. It's one question. And Jesus came to me. So three weeks later, I'm in the water. Oh, right. I was baptized, immersed, immersed. I was sprinkled as a boy. Mm-hmm. Now, unknown to me, Sherry is working at a college. He was a junior college in the library. And there was a pastor with the, it was, this guy wasn't trying to make a hit on Sherry, but he noticed there maybe they talked or something. And so he talked to her and led her the same way to Christ as me. I had no influence at all during that decision on her part. Both oh. of us became Christians in October of that year. Aww. You know, is that a miracle or not?
0: Yeah no it's no coincidence. it's a miracle
1: <laughs> wow. yes. thank you they, it was it was not a month two or before or after or whatever it was. She was separated. she was uh, answering questions like from him. So we got back together again. That's miracle in my mind that's a miracle number two. Mm-hmm. And miracle number three is the phone ringing. I don't know how to shut that thing up without disconnecting it. Oh, well, this is a lady that's calling me a couple times today. Okay. So anyway, now number three. Just in about '74, I think it was, Sharon and I decided to buy a house. Uh-huh. We now moved and lived in Portland. We moved from Oakland to Portland while we were married. So we're having it over, we're almost finished. So I do I do I was a safety engineer, we did insurance audits, which payroll for some manufacturers, the insurance premiums based on payroll. So I used to do payroll audits or whatever mm. was, sales audits, and then I also made appraisals to let the uh, the agent know. And we were competent to make appraisals, and then we could tell him how much his house is worth to get a proper insurance value. Right. So I'm sitting down talking to the man I'm getting in his house. It was, it was probably 6 o'clock or so. So we're sitting there talking, and I said, hey, listen, I love your house. Oh, yeah, I bought it and so and so. He said, you know, my wife and I are, are going to buy a house. He said, well, good. How are you doing? He said, well, I don't have a down payment. He said, well, how much do you need? I said, $2,000. She said, what was your name again? Well, checkbook, open. What's your last name? Epperson. $2,000 check. Walk out to the door. Wow.
0: wow. That's cool. That's amazing. How many
1: times has that happened? I asked him, why are you doing this? Because you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm able to help you. You're sincere. You're sincere. You're doing the Lord's work. I'll give you $2,000. I said, I, I can't take it. He said, yes, you can. Take it. It's for you. It's, it's, it's so I went back to Sherry. I believe that was a miracle.
0: Yeah. The
1: day that I expressed a desire to get, I, needed two, I never told anybody else about it. So I got the $2,000. We bought the house. Wow, those are three miracles. Man, that's now, incredible. One, yeah, I really, I believe now. You could say coincidence. I'll no, accept that. That's your opinion. But there's one more, and this is something different. Sherry got remarried after we divorced. Our marriage didn't work, but mm-hmm. please, I got an explanation. So uh, she produced three children, and the oldest daughter, the first daughter. And then there's a pair of twins. She was got married. She was a school teacher, went to college and got a degree, and was teaching school. Met a young enlisted uh, man from the Navy who's retired, and they got married, and they've got the two of the most beautiful young boys, and now they've been they're probably seven and eight, nine or something. So she she says to me, "Ralph, come over to my house. You come for Thanksgiving. Well, that's family," he says Ralph. I didn't say this, but I, I Sherry when they when she left the house and she got got we got divided the silverware, how many glasses she got and how many you know stove I mean how many pots and pads we divided them up and you do the divorces. So we did that and so I said I I went there, I made her a commitment on the dining room table that she carried out was hers. I said, Sherry, I will love you forever. I don't want this divorce but I said, if it'll make you happy, go for it. So she got married and produced children. Four or five years later, the man dies. Sherry calls me and says, Rob, I can't work anymore. I've got this. Arthritis, Arthritis. and a few days Couldn't yeah. work me well. So I said, Sherry, what can I do to help you? So I need $400. She's getting some sort of benefit, welfare, or whatever it was. She was a. Uh, I, she had no... No, uh, uh she, had, she said she had some income from some sort of government program. So that plus $400 a month, she could make her payments because she bought a little mobile home while I was thinking, you know, and, and she had children to raise. So for 10 mm-hmm. years of my life, I sent her $400 a month. Wow. That's 50000 Yeah, $50,000. My business was working pretty well and I was making a little money. So then, mm-hmm. two years ago, uh, I, oh yeah, let's, let me show you this. We, I I consider her to be a friend. So uh, uh, I didn't love her because I just felt I loved her and I did everything I could for her and I was a Christian, but she was a Christian, so I just said, no, I can't come back. I can't take her back. But I would take her out to dinner once in a while and then, you know, just give her, she wasn't dating and so. So we went to Tombstone in 1952. She is now 51 years old. May but 92. notice, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, 19, uh, forgive me. I'm looking okay. at it right, Okay, in May of 1992. She was 51, and I'm, 50, uh, four, I'm four years old, so I'm 55. Notice, wow. I'm giving her this, you know, I'm, I'm friendly, but I'm not, but notice her that woman wanted to be there. Uh-huh. She was happy and content and she was still keeping her figure and her shape and that beautiful mm-hmm. smile. So apparently she wanted to come back and I said no. But then Rachel, the daughter, invited me for probably six or eight years to go to Thanksgiving with her husband and then there, his family, because she, she, uh, 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 Sherry's mother, Sherry, I'm sorry, Rachel's father and mother were both gone. So it was husband, and they had two children in that family. So uh, uh, two years ago, I went to, to Rachel and said, Rachel, are you and your husbands, none of my business, are you Christians? Yes. Born again Christians? Absolutely. I said, would you call yourself a practicing, born-again believer? Yes, absolutely. I said, would you say that Sherry ended up a Christian when she passed away two years, three years ago? Oh, absolutely. Do you believe she's in heaven? Yes. Now, stop and think about this. If Ralph and Sherry stayed together, there would be no Rachel. Right. And with magnificent young children who are now probably seven and nine. I've I've watched them grow up from like four and six or even three and five where it was. It's the most beautiful Christian family I've ever seen. Uh, so I call that miracle number four five. Uh four. huh. That's enough.
0: Well thanks so, for the biography,
1: Ralph. That was wonderful. I I, okay. I wanna end with this. I think this is one of the joys of being a born-again Christian believer. Right. God promised us he will be there for us, and boy, he he was there for us. Now it's time to talk about David Ruffino. Uh-oh. I want you, (laughs) Ruffino. We're going to have a little episode here, (laughs) (laughs) Ruffino. So I'm gonna get back to you. It's my Poor turn. Ruppenheim.
0: He's in for it. <laughs> okay, here well, goes. <laughs> you're the reader, Ruffino. I'm gonna convict myself, huh? Um, well, of course I've known David Ruffino for nigh
1: up to no, yes, uh, the forty the, years. You've known him know like for forty Ruppenheim. years. It's Ruffino. You're really me, David. But read it. Okay, you can say uh, I. I'll say I have known, and then read it. David
0: Ruffino, for
1: nine unto,
0: unto forty years. It's working fine. No, it's not. It's falling apart. Okay. And he knows how hard I work as a writer. Oh, I see this coming. Yep.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll master this There we go. <laughs> I can't see it. There we go.
0: So David said I should go on an ocean cruise to relax.
1: Isn't that a good idea? Thank you, David. It was very nice of your offer.
0: Well I'm so a video like, You're talking about David Ruffino.
1: So <laughs> well I pronounce it as I say so David said, Listen, I got a ship for you, Ralph. Look at here. Here it is. Take this one. I said, Of course. That's a beautiful look at that. It takes fourteen thousand people. And it's wow. called a celebrity edge, as in Fort yeah. Yeah. And I said, That's that's wonderful. So I said, Oh good, I'll I'll try it out. But then I said, I said to you, I told David, what?
0: I can't go what? on that liner because I'm not a celebrity.
1: Right? So well, it said, seems like David had a little
0: bit of his wits about him.
1: <laughs> so, I did what?
0: I contacted the cruise line, and I selected a luxurious suite.
1: Sure. I'm going to go first cabin since Dave's paying for it.
0: The cruise line said, I need a reference letter, so I asked David Ruffino, and he sent it
1: in. <laughs> I got the word. You are going to write a letter telling him I am a celebrity, right, David? Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: For England brothers. Um, The cruise line said that they would welcome me and assign me a cabin on On (laughs) HMS Titanic.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm trying to find the picture of him. There it is. So you see, I'm gonna get a, a, a chair on the uh, on the uh, on the crane. So her, yeah. <laughs> so I, I so I got all packed up and ready to go, and I went there, and they said, "Listen, Ralph, we got a we got a sweep for you um, on um, the the first yeah. <laughs> the first... Uh, Cruiser in the picture. Oh, the little diggy? Yeah. I found out out it was called. I can't see see it, Ralph.
0: Got to raise it up. Or pull it back. One of the two. Pull it back. Pull it back. back. Okay. There you go. Cruise ship the dummy diggy Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
1: (laughs) Thanks a lot. In other words, you said you're not a celebrity, and you put it running writing, and I couldn't. That's the kind of deal I get. See what you're doing? Well, in?
0: look at look at the facts, though. You got a ship named after you.
1: Um. <laughs> oh, no, that's not folks. Very nice. This folks. <laughs> this
0: is what Ralph and I go back and forth all the time. Yes,
1: we do it. Okay. <laughs> I I I'm not kidding you. That the joy of this. Is I'm I'm waiting. I, I'm very sincere about this. I cannot take my own life to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. God said, "Thou shalt not murder," which means you can't take your own life because there's always there's always prayer and possibly miracles in your future. So you don't take your life. You so now. Here's the things we can talk about, and you can pick and choose.
0: Thirty threes.
1: OK. Yeah. I want to show you that this is all over the world and some very important reasons we need to study this. The number mm-hmm. 33. This is OK. This, this is just a grab bag of various individual sheets primarily. So that might be a good one. We'll go next. We can talk about the COVID-19 thing. Yeah,
0: that's probably one of the. Yeah, we'll do okay. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm
1: definitely. going to prove he's alive and well. Cool. I'm going to I'm going to show you pictures that I've got pictures of, of uh, Michael, <laughs> and also when Michael was developing, he's wow, still incredible. wearing he's still wearing uh, uh, men's clothing. I'll show you pictures.
0: Oh wow. Keep it still there, Robert. Yeah.
1: List, Epstein, Ray, hey, right.
0: Trump's 35, have, Cappy's, oh, Cappy's list. The These one. are the
1: lists that Trump's going to take out. He's 30, yes. For uh, child pornography and abuse and everything else. You mm-hmm. might want, we, we might need to, I want you to know, when he comes back, he's coming back with a list, and those people are going to get punished. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We can talk about this.
0: Oh, yeah. we Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this. The Lions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: This is important.
0: George Herbert Walker Bush funeral. Yeah, that is important. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah, this, this won't take very long. We can talk about Fidel Castro. Mm-hmm. We, our government, put Castro in power. Our government. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. No, it's not a matter of belief. It's a matter of proof. We're going to talk about it. They're putting the Taliban in power right now. Yeah. If you, David, admit to me that you read the Unseen Hand, I read of course
0: twice.
1: I'm going to give you an honorary degree. Oh, cool. I'm going to fill it out. Here's what it's gonna look like, and we'll do that last.
0: How much is it gonna cost?
1: No, it's free. Okay. I'm gonna put David Ruffino right there. Ooh. I like I'll it. i tell you Yeah, hold on.
0: I can frame that and put it <laughs> on my
1: wall. Well we'll let that hold the branch. You'll see what it says. But it but I've had PhDs tell me they're gonna hang it on the wall. Okay, let's start with COVID 19 How about
0: Yeah, that? yeah. Okay, there we go. Now you got my blood curdling. <laughs>
1: Listen, I got I got evidence that this is more than just a little virus and a little vaccination. I've got mm-hmm. documented evidence. Yes. We're gonna name it. Now, this is very controversial, because when you put this on the Internet, you get busted. Yeah. But I don't... If you want it, I'm going to lay it on you. I'm going to... So just... You lay it sure on you thick, Ralph. Real yeah, thick. Go for it, Ralph. Yep. Don't
0: hold back. Vladimir Lenin, communist dictator, Russia. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: It seems to work better if I don't use my little device. No, this one you don't have to read, David. Okay. Yeah, leave it up for a minute.
0: As long as capitalism and socialism exist, we cannot exist in peace. In the end, a funeral dirge will be sung over either the Soviet communists or over the world or over world capitalism. You understand? hmm Yeah. The one, you, can't, you can't have two masters. One of them can only exist. Yep.
1: Now. When I was in college, we were taught capitalism and communism are enemies. They're out there killing each other. We're going to have a third world war and a cold war. They're going to bomb us. We're going to bomb them. And we're going to, yeah. Tell me about this. Please explain. That pull, it,
0: pull it back a little bit, Ralph. I, yeah. and uh, David Rockefeller, capitalist, and Nikita Khrushchev, communist. I minute. believe it. Yep. I've seen that,
1: that before. That's a communist and a capitalist. The communists, you said, boy, we got David Rockefeller. We can beat him up and torture him because he's exploited the masses. And it says either you're you're going to die or we're going to die. That's what this guy said, didn't he? Didn't they say that? Yes, he did. Yeah. Why are true. they doing this together?
0: Because they're in bed together.
1: Slow down. <laughs> that's picture number one.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, David Rockefeller, capitalist, and Andre Gromiko. I remember that name. Communist. Mm-hmm. He was a premier, wasn't he, of Soviet Union? Yes, yeah, right. That's yeah. how important he was. Who's this guy? Uh,
1: David Oh, Mao Tse No, this is showing and Lai. Oh, Cho Lai. Cho Lai. Okay, yeah, that's right. This man and Mao Tse killed 80 million people, and David's mm-hmm. smiling. Yeah. Hey, 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 it's, Wait a minute! This guy should have killed him. This is yeah. the, America's number one. Because ca- oh, they're,
0: they're polar enemies. They're supposed to be polar enemies, right, Ralph?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. But they're yeah. not, are they? This no, guy the should have
0: been dead.
1: Oh, yeah. here he
0: is with Okay, David Rockefeller and Fidel Castro. Wait they're wait they're a shaking minute. hands.
1: Four, four communists should have had this guy rat beaten to. Uh-huh. Until he was dead. Oh, right. So I, see what you're doing to me, David. You get me all excited. <laughs> now let's, let's take this. Let's take this from my bridge field. Like so I better. Well, I'm going to do that uh, while you're talking. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, if that's amazing. May, if I may, uh, uh, David, please let okay. me let me run this show and let me just talk. If you got a question or a comment, hold it until later. The reason okay. is I'm on I'm on a I mind my own trail. I've done this so many times I can mm-hmm. do it almost without. And you sometimes I get a little excited because I get you. You've got to understand this is not you know. Oh, this is a, this is serious, yeah. deadly serious. 80 million people and David Rockefeller shaking hands with in live. Yeah you got to explain that to me.
0: I don't know, but it's great to see somebody so passionate about this subject, Ralph. Okay. Vladimir Lenin, in between, up a little bit, Karl Marx and Mao Zedong.
1: See that? Oh, uh-huh. That implies that they know who Lenin is. Right. And Lenin said, it's either them or us. No, it's mm-hmm. not. It's them and then us, and we're all together. I mean, this is tragic. Yeah. This proves there was a conspiracy and they're controlling both China and Russia and the rest of the world.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. That means Communist China is committed to destroying, raise it up, please,
1: uh, capitalist America. Would you agree? They've got Lenin in their pictures. They're yeah. saying he's a great hero, what he did. In- yeah, that's happening right now. <laughs> now, what I try to get you to understand is we, this government, controls China. <laughs> this government controls Russia. Now, let's go take a minute and go back to uh, Ronald Reagan. What did Ronald Reagan do? With Gorbachev at the Berlin Wall, we told him to tear the wall down. Tear it down, Gorbachev... And what happened?
0: The wall came down.
1: down. Mm -hmm. That was a that was a vice president or the president telling a branch manager it's time for Russia to no longer be a major player. We're going to use China for that purpose. Yeah. In other words, Rock David uh, Ronald Reagan knew what his job was. He was told to do it, and he did it. Now we can get into chlorine, chlorine, because I'm trying to point out to you that China's got a reason to do what they're doing with this. Right.
0: Uh, Chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread... Viral, uh, the Virology Journal, August twenty second, two thousand and five. Wow, well, it goes all the way back to there, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Is this official? Well, well, you know, yeah. Who owns that Look at what he said in two
0: thousand and five. We report that chloroquine has a strong antiviral effect on SARS. Covid infection of primate cells.
1: This is Fauci himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's official. That's their journal. He put it in writing in 2015.
0: Uh, These inhibitory effects are observed when the cells are treated with the drug, either before or after exposure to the virus, suggesting both prophylactic and therapeutic advantage.
1: You know what those mean, prophylactic and therapeutic? Yeah, yeah,
0: it means to prevent it. Mm -hmm. Prophylactic does. Conclusion quick? Conclusion, Chloroquine is effective in preventing the spread of SARS-CoV-2 in cell, str- cell culture. Yeah, because
1: it works yeah.
0: Obviously, it does. Uh, favorable inhibition of virus spread was observed when the cells were either treated with chloroquine prior to or after SARS-CoV-2 infection. Wow. So hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, excuse me, functions as both a cure and a vaccine. Wow.
1: Do you understand that? Yes, I do. Yeah. They're not playing softball, are they? No. Oh, the cool. Chinese are committed to destroying America. We've mm-hmm. seen that from their own literature, David right. Rockefeller notwithstanding. He goes there and he's mixing with, with, sipping drinks with cow and lime. hmm. This, the guy killed 80 million people. Yeah. <laughs> mm
0: hmm.
1: Now, uh, forgive me, I don't have this written up, but I'm going to review it. There's a, a guy named Sean Brooks, PhD, Oxford. Uh, 21 years he's been a PhD. He's written 48 publications and 23 books. Now I've got just brief notes. He said to the he was speaking at, a, at a, one of these uh, uh, classrooms with the chairs going like, you know down like this. So mm-hmm. it's up here and you go mm-hmm. down and he's down on the bottom. So he goes up there and there's a three or four rows and he stands with the microphone and starts talking. He said, under the present conditions, if you're if you're locking your men, your young men are required to wear masks. He said your your campus is going to die within six months, if not before, or at least by three to five years. Mm-hmm. He said your, your your when you take this uh, virus vaccination, you decrease 35 percent of your immune system. He said the booster shot. It's going to cost, kill you. to Kill you, and die. you're going to die. And the flu shot will do the same if you take it later as well.
0: Right.
1: He said right. you're going to get organ failure, and there's no way to stop it. Once you get the vaccination, there's no way to over- get it out of your body. Mm-hmm. He said you're going to get blood clotting. He said you're going to get uh, you're going to get sterilized. You can't have children. Eighty percent of the women who've taken the first vaccination have had lost their child in the first trimester. This yep. guy's got the yep. PhD to say this. Mm-hmm. The school will close. I'm telling you, you, and there's a guy there listening, you got 15 minutes. Nothing can stop this virus vaccination. You can't get rid of it. No drugs can stop it. So he said, don't take it. And the guy said, your 15 minutes is up, and then was the end of it. Huh. Wow, That video should be in every school in this country. 15 wow. minutes is all it takes to show you this is dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, this is from a friend of mine lives in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Okay. Sydney and Melbourne have the toughest lockdowns in the world. All of Melbourne has a 9 to 5 curfew, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.
1: This is, this is, I got this maybe a week ago.
0: Sydney has lockdowns with police, military, drones, and helicopters monitoring people. Okay, it seems to me that this is going to be a case of mass restrictions, vaccine passports, and more, re- lift it up a little rough, more restrictions for
1: the, for a long time into the future. This is, this is not, this guy's not, not a scientist, but he looks outside his window, well, he doesn't look in the cities, Right. But look at what he's doing.
0: Yeah. This is no longer the Australian nation, I grew up in.
1: Here, speak for me, David.
0: Ralph, is this going to be a, the future of America? Is this going, is this getting scary? Yes. Is we, are we going
1: to get Melbourne, Australia?
0: Yeah, it looks that way. Mm-hmm.
1: There's one more to go. This is scary. You might know, I think, David, I don't know if we talked about this, but if you, this is the Food and Drug Administration Mm -hmm. official website. I verified it, I printed it. Now, this is my list of 21, I think, or whatever, about 20 different, coming back, forwards, up. We're going to scroll up, but tell me, is it okay to read?
0: Yeah, it has to come a little closer and move over to your left. Well, my left is, is that the right way of your arm? Yeah, okay, right there, Ralph, right there. Uh, Raise it up just in front of your face. I can't read it, Ralph, it's too low. Yeah.
1: Too low? I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Possible adverse reaction shown in the FDA working... Um, I can't read that slide. Okay, sure. please. there you go. Yeah, uh-huh. working lists include.
1: Okay. Okay, Carry now, on. Okay, now. Okay. A, a working list to me means they're, they're monitoring somebody reporting a, a different type of disease or something happened and they died. Right. So now they're right. listing them in a working list. Which we okay mm-hmm. now, oh this is this is so new, we'll put that down here and then the next one now we got the twenty two and now we got twenty three and we're gonna go right. one by one.
0: Right. Okay? Is it okay? Uh, a, little a little closer, Ralph. Just a little. okay. Good and then over to your left just a little bit. Okay. Okay, Leon Bard syndrome. Acute What does that say? If you
1: can't pronounce it. Understand that's a disease or something, right? Yeah, then,
0: encephalitis. Okay. Uh, read
1: the words. the words.
0: You can. Provide. Okay. A little transverse, trans, transverse myelitis. Um, encephalitis in. Wow. I okay. Can't don't
1: don't don't try, it. don't try to. Right. These are these are their official titles for these diseases. Okay, stroke. Right. I see stroke on there. Yeah. Neurology. Go ahead. Uh, what, is, ner- what is that one? Neuro-
0: neuropathy and uh, cataplexy, anaphylaxis, acute myocardial inf- um, infarction, <laughs> myocardial myocarditis and pericarditis, autoimmune. This uh, disease, uh, deaths, uh,
1: yeah, okay. uh,
0: pregnancy and birth, something. Um, wow.
1: Uh, What's the word? The word is death. Like the last two. Yeah,
0: death is okay. you know the ultimate disease.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They know this mm-hmm. is what the result is of this vaccination. This right. is the Food and Drug Administration. Now, why did they put that out there? Because they're going to think no one stupid enough is going to find it like that dumb Ralph Epperson. Right. And then secondly, if he puts it on in one of these loops or whatever they call them, they're going to fact check him and say, okay, they've already done that to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's uh, the website. I'll okay. leave it there for anyone who yeah. wants to go there do it themselves.
0: FDA.gov slash media slash near some numbers there. 143357 slash download. I found it on Saturday, august thirty first, um twenty twenty one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's only the thirtieth, Ralph. You got a time machine, Ralph. Come on. Fess up.
1: I have to admit it was the 20. Yeah, that was the type of where It was the 21st. But okay. I'm trying to point out to you, this mm-hmm. is official. I'm not making this up. I'm not putting these things together. I'm not fantasizing this. I'm not making mm-hmm. predictions or prophecies. I'm reporting what they know. They right. are doing this intentionally. Sure. We're not through yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, this means, of course, that Dr. Fauci has known for 15 years that chloroquine and its an even milder derivative, hydroxychloroquine, will not only treat a, a current case uh, of coronavirus therapeutic, but prevent future cases, prophylaxis. Yeah.
1: What is it going to take to get save the billions of people? trump's got to be in the office he has got to get into control because if he doesn't millions of people worldwide are going to die and right. here's the reason why we've already talked David, you and I know we've already talked about this
0: oh the Georgia guidestones yep yeah. um, okay, what are they're they? they're, they're, uh, they're monoliths that basically have the Ten Commandments of the new age or the new world yeah. order on them and uh, I think it's like 12 different, different languages. Yeah.
1: Or eight, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't matter, but it's in Georgia. Right. And this is the. Yeah, just north of Ever-
0: Everton, Georgia. I've been there, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Yeah. Nine, that equals uh or minus 93%. Of the people have to die. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that what this is all about or not? Yes, yes or I no? So. I do you believe I it do. is. China has agreed to destroy America through this virus and Fauci's playing games with them. Yeah. Now, what does that mean for Fauci? He's got to be a Marxist communist.
0: And a traitor.
1: Yeah. a 100%. traitor. Mm-hmm. Now... We'll find out whether he's on a list. Cool. This is working better than my little daily thing there, David, so we'll try to work around it. Okay. I'll save these papers and sort them out later. Don't worry about that. We'll take care of that. Oh, let's do this. We've got just miscellaneous thoughts. This is a letter, I got. The, the only letter that I've ever received in 30-some years of writing books and making DVDs was issued October the 9th, 1999. I'm going to read it. Just trust me. Okay. Ralph yep. Emerson read The New World Order. That's the book that came out in 1990. This book is so stupid that I couldn't stop reading it. <laughs> kind of a oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> when you pick up a book, you can't make sense out of it. You throw it away. No, you don't. You yeah. keep reading it. <laughs> Does that make sense? This is legitimate. It's the only one of anyone at all. I—I'll be honest with you. I've had PhDs call me at least three of them to tell me that that book is almost a Ph.D. dissertation with some minor three Ph.D.s. Wow, that's amazing. Talk about right-wing crazies. You are the worst. Now, what does that mean? I'm the worst right-wing crazy? Well,
0: if you're worse worse, at something, it means you're a really good person, right? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. And then he said 1999, let me add that I think that Bill Clinton is the best president this country ever had. He's huh. certified sick.
0: Yeah. Well, liberalism is a mental disorder, and that probably yeah. probably proves it. <laughs> All right. Conspiracy writers list, published writers. Oh, yeah, you told telling out. me about this. Um, I can't see that. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Nineteen hundred and nineteen published right uh published writers. We don't writers have
1: writers to know. Stories. There they are one at a time. Okay. I've been reading. I've read over twelve hundred books on both sides. But of those 1, twelve hundred, a hundred and nineteen of them were conspiracy writers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna in 19, about 20 and 2010, a Hall of Fame for conspiracy writers was created, and their list shows 20 names. And on that list is Ralph Epperson.
0: I believe it. Wow, that's great.
1: Now it's only one man's opinion, but I found out about that one man. He's been running a, a conservative bookstore in some major city for 30 years, and he's also written 20 books on his own. And he's a major writer and now. He's passed on, but that means to me someone should listen. This is a was an advertisement I found in the uh, in a magazine some time ago. That's uh, supposed to be George Washington, but right. the most is very skinny. Can you read that? Man,
0: government I'll is court. not. No, it's really because it's not block letters. Yeah, and when you get it too close, it gets it's too okay, grainy.
1: Very good. Trust me, government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force. Like fire, it is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. Wow. True? Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: When I used this back in 1973, when I was teaching at a community college, I told him, I said, you know something? I quoted that. I said, I've got fire burning in my house right now. And the way, I'm away up here at the campus and my house is on fire. I got a fire in my, in my uh, house. But it's a fearful master how do we control it I build a furnace wall around it Mm -hmm. government is like fire it's a fearful master how do you control government you build a constitution around it this is so simply stated it's brilliant this should be 4,000 college campuses
0: yeah I believe it I agree.
1: Now, who's this guy? I'm sorry.
0: It looks like. The the oh, Barack Insane Obama. What's he doing? He's bowing to the king of Saudi Arabia.
1: Yes. I remember that.
0: I think he kissed his hand,
1: too. Yes, the, the ring. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. that, but I believe it was the ring. When Rafi was a boy, someplace along the line, I was taught. We're sovereign. We don't bow our knee to anyone except Jesus Christ. Who does Barack Obama bow down to?
0: Well, an Islamic priest or um, king.
1: King. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's bowing here? Nobody.
0: Yeah, it's the headless. Oh, that's the... uh, Okay, yeah, that's uh, the prince, the uh, the king of uh, Saudi Arabia, it looks like. He's bowing to Trump. Yeah.
1: But who's, who's bowing? Is, is um, Trump bowing? No, it's the king. Oh. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So Obama was, but not the president. So Obama
0: basically is two steps below
1: Trump. <laughs> yes. At least two I'm gonna, steps. I'm going to, you'll have to trust me, I'm going to show you this is the letter. That I came to me in uh, 2012, that's what now, nine years ago. Yeah. Dear Ralph Pepperson, okay, here it is. This is the letter. You can see it's typewritten. Uh huh. And there's a group called the Hmong Council or something at the top. Oh, Hmong, yeah. Uh huh. Hmong people. And over on the right hand side, there's a list of officers. They've got got an organization in there. About the fourth or fifth one down there is that man right there. And here's him on his, this is his letterhead. And there he is. Mm -hmm. He's wearing a uniform. Now, there's no no indication of what the rank was. But notice, he's got a chest full of medals, which means he's been fighting the Viet Cong in in Burma as well. Yeah. We never knew about that. Now, Mm -hmm. trust me. He said, I, and then he names himself, I have been watching your Vietnam America's Betrayal and Treason 4-hour DVD I would like to have your DVD to let all my mom see it and hear the true story why we were in why we're in America today I have been searching for this true story for 36 years wow Here's my little donation for your time to study all your true life and get true answers for our Vietnamese veterans, Hmong veterans, Lao veterans, American veterans, and Southeast Asian veterans. Please send to me. Then he signed it. He's living in Minnesota. This man fought a war. He never knew what it was before.
0: Right.
1: Until he watched a DVD that I put out way back probably 20, 30 years ago Uh that does the best job, bar none, about explaining why our government planned the war in at least 1945. It didn't start until '64. 19 years later, our government trained, hired, created a guerrilla army of, of uh, Ma, uh, uh, Ho Chi Minh. I've got proof of that. eyewitnesses, tip books, testimony to start the war 19 years later. The Gulf of Tonkin event never happened. I said that in my original video 27 years ago. It didn't happen. So we used that to declare war on North Vietnam and within weeks, Johnson's blowing up cities and everything else. And the war was fought for eight years. Three American patriots, one man originally with a vision, he learned about a dredge in the port of Haiphong. That was the only deep water port in all of Vietnam, North Vietnam. It was the Gulf of Tonkin and then it was a, a canal into a lake, I guess, and that lake was deep enough, but the canal had to be dug out because of the Red River was coming in and depositing silt and mud and who knows what else daily. And if in the wild continued it would silt up, so they got a dredge in there. My friend Nor mm-hmm. Davis decided to seek the dredge. Huh? He raised a hundred thousand dollars in pledges, sent flyers out all over Vietnam through friends, going there businessmen, people he knew in the military, or whatever it was, or whatever they were there, you know, nurses, doctors. Get this out, get this out, and get one guy to say, yes, I'll blow it up for $100,000. And North, I finally called him. I didn't know him, but I called him. And he said he knew me because of the unseen hand, which was very, I was very pleased. He said, yes, I know. He said, I must have gotten 100 phone calls. What's this all about? Sink the dredge. It's in high fog. We can't even fly over high fog because because of the dredge. And a Standard Oil refinery in High fog that was feeding gasoline to both sides. Mm-hmm. We couldn't even fly over it because right. someone might get careless and drop a bomb on Standard Oil, owned by the mm-hmm. Rockefellers. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Wow. They—they—I'll they, make will miss a couple of steps, but they—they they couldn't do it for. Uh, Logistics problems. They couldn't get the bomb. They got two airplanes, that up. But now they decided to bluff the American Admiral McCain, who was in charge, the father of John. Yeah, the father. Yeah. His father was an admiral, the fa- admiral named John McCain. So he's the father. He was in charge of all of the uh, naval base uh, uh, ships in the, the fleet in uh, Vietnam area. Right. So he got the assist a guy came who said who was a retired uh, colonel. I think he was in the Air Force, but he was also trained and could speak Vietnamese. So he found out the thing was too big to be sunk uh, by one, by one airplane dropping you know five little ten little pounds and then flying away because they got radar, but they got two airplanes on cutting that. I'm, I'm cutting out some of the story. But they decided they couldn't do it, so they decided to bluff them. So they got the third man, a retired three-star general, Marine Corps general, and he was a friend of the colonel's, and they said, let's write, I'll write a letter of introduction for the colonel, who will take it to McCain and say, here, read this. If you don't sink.'" the dredge in one week, ending May the 31st of 78, whatever it was, we will sink it. And when we do it, we're going to let the world know that you didn't, because once you sink it, the war is over. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So according to Nord Davis, he said that he found out that McCain called Henry Kissinger, Secretary of State, and said, listen, we got a, something going on, and it's serious. What is it? They're going to sink the dredge. What dredge? So he told him. He said, well, who's the guy that came here? He's got a letter from uh, this colonel, and according to Nord, who had a friend in the Pentagon, Kissinger called a general charge, I want to read that nice, what I call a 201 file, which means all the details, all the jobs and with the reviews, and they found out uh, this was a man of action. He would, If he said it, he does it. Mm. So they called mm. Nixon, and on the deadline of May the 31st, I think that's the date for memory, 78, Nixon dropped mines in the port of iPhone to end the war.
0: That was 73, right, Ralph?
1: I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just trying to clear it in my brain.
1: Yeah. Nice. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how that war, that war was intended to go on for who knows how many years. Here's someone to wow. knows something to, about, about the so- socialism. Ah, oh, Winston
0: Churchill. Socialism is a philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. It's inherent virtue is the equal sharing of hmm, misery. Okay. Winston Churchill.
1: Huh. Does he know?
0: Yeah. Uh, put this on, in your water. Oh, is that sodium fluoride? McKesson.
1: Yeah, bring it up a little bit.
0: Yeah. McKesson sodium fluoride insecticide. It's good for your teeth. What does it say? It's good for your teeth. Is it a poison or no? Yes, not? it's an insecticide. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a poison. It's a bug killer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's called a rat killer. Mm hmm. Little Ralphie personally stopped the city of Tucson putting it in our water.
0: Nice. Good job, Ralph.
1: Yes. I yeah. went down to the city council four times. You get five minutes. That's 20 minutes of their time. I told them. I took, I made a five, what do they call it? One of these big coffee cans, about that high, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. It was big, and I put a label on it like this. Sodium mm-hmm. flour. It was called rat poison. And I put mm-hmm. on the the scorn bones and big, about this big of the can. And I said poison. And I took it with me, and I held it in my arm, and I said, listen, here's what you want to put in our drinking water. If you can't see it, it's called rat poison, and it's deadly poisonous. And here's a government report that tells you what to do if your equipment malfunctions and people die. I'm here, right. I gave one to every one of those council members, and I made my own version about it. How many people had died because of sodium fluoride? And mm-hmm. they tabled it. They tabled it, which means we're wow. not going to discuss it. And I call cool. her once in a while to the city, so one man can do something. Sure. What's this?
0: Oh, the monster soft drink. Yeah. Yeah. What are
1: those? What are those marks there? Those are Hebrew letter noon. And
0: there's a six letter in the alphabet.
1: Six, six, six. Yeah. And this is in every, every five and ten, and you go to circle K and QQ and key, and then you mm-hmm. get, get What does that mean? It's.
0: Well, it's three sixes. It's the, the symbol of the Antichrist. Yeah.
1: This This, we're going to applaud this one. This is how clever Trump is.
0: Okay, when you realize that Trump just got to go to attend Rush Limbaugh's award ceremony.
1: Do you see what he did? Yeah. When the House and the Senate were inside, he put Rush Limbaugh up in the upstairs. Mm-hmm. And he announced from the President, he was there, it of the State of Union, where it was, Rush, please stand up and Melania put the necklace around it, and these jackasses, this is their reaction. Much <laughs> did more than all of those people put together. That's right. Hey, Ralph, that good I have a question. I, I don't want to de- sidetrack you too much, but what do you know about QAnon? We're going to cover that. Okay. So, please, we we got your uh, nine o'clock, I guess. Yeah, we got, we got time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jerome R. Corsi, Ph.D., has mm-hmm. known, keep going up, has known Donald Trump for decades. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump always looks like he is going to lose. Until just before he wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. Yeah. He's gonna come back. It might take a little while, too. Yeah. People are laughing at me, calling me cookie and everything else. Well the portion of the pudding, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I still believe it. I'm yeah, disappointed.
0: Oh, that's way too small, Ralph. There's no way.
1: Okay, I can't read it. Okay, but you notice know, yeah. there's a list of these things going all the way down. There's 21 of them. Uh-huh. He's, what he did in the first half hour when he addressed the, the United Nations in 2018, which means he's been president for a grand total of two years. Two years. Right. In two years, I guess, I guess, I I had our the Army's tiddlywinks team win. I got that rings. I have scheduled the whole thing, baby. That's what I do for the presidency. We're gonna read. I have watched his 35 minute speech and would like to list the accomplishments in his less than two year presidency. Ten trillion dollars in new wealth, two years. Stop stock market at all time high. Joblessness claims at a 50-year low. African-American, Hispanic-American, Asian unemployment, lowest level ever recorded. Four million new jobs, including a half million new manufacturing jobs. Started construction of a major border wall, increased border security, record funding of our military, nuclear testing stopped in North Korea, our military facilities dismantled in many nations, He's getting our troops to come home. Uh, ISIS driven out of Iraq and Syria, imposed nuclear sanctions on Iran, gasoline prices down. It was down to about a dollar fifty-nine, and now it's three twenty five.
0: It's four dollars a gallon here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost five here. Yeah. Where where where?
1: where, Southern, where, California. where Southern California. Southern California. 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 Almost yeah, in California. Actually five in some places. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Sanctions against Venezuela, one of the richest nations in the world. Two million people have fled. Now think about that. Because the guy that was elected used the Dominion machines. He was elected fraudulently, but no one can protest. He's taken over and turned it into a socialist, communist mess. Two million people have fled, which means they go to their neighboring countries, which are also struggling as well. Right? Where are they going to get food to feed two million more people? all because of the Dominion machine and Biden doesn't care about that. Right. Reduced funding of military aid to the nations. Reduced total spending of the United Nations to 25%. We were spending 50 to 60% of the UN budget we were giving to them. He reduced it to 25%. He yeah. doesn't do anything for a head solid boy. He got me when he said I was a bigot because I... Do you understand? He's done more for this nation in two years than in the last twenty years of the four whatever it was, forty years of those dig back presidents we got.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Am I starting to make some sense? Oh yeah. Notice right, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to document my case. Mm-hmm. Now you might have to let me read this, but I want you to compare uh, Obama and uh, Trump, and I don't know, it's a couple of years difference. Okay, yeah.
0: Obama unemployment rate 9.9 percent. Trump unemployment rate, what was say, Five per? Oh, 3.9. I think it says. Uh, women 8.7 for Barack Obama. Uh, women for Trump. Uh, it's at an angle. I can't really see it. Okay, Greg. I'll, yeah. I'll read
1: it. This is 2009. Against 2019, Obama, unemployment rate 9.9%, Trump 3.9%, women um, unemployed 8.7%, uh, Obama Trump 38 Hispanics 128 Hispanics 4.4%, 4. 4. Uh, Afri- African-Americans 16%, African-Americans 6%. Post wow. domestic wow. product yeah. 2.5 down, Trump 3% up. Do you yeah. understand this? I am begging people on Facebook to go and listen to this. They can watch it on the TV and see what this guy's done. The major media is not telling them. That's why they don't know this.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, Herr Goebbels, accuse the other side of that <clears throat> of which you are <clears throat> guilty. Hitler's propaganda minister uh, Joseph Goebbels.
1: Is that what's happening in in America today? Certainly is. We have Biden corroborating with the Russian government and the nation, and so they blame Trump for doing the same thing they did. So that right. we, if you don't get, you got to get. If you get uh, Biden. Uh, then you got to get we can, we can get uh, uh Trump. Mhm. Little Ralphie Epperson found a little article about about the size of this, you know, in a, on a big newsletter. And here's what it said.
0: Okay, Hulu Tribune um Herald uh, Japan. The Japan May Strike Over the Weekend.
1: And you can't read it, because it's very small print. This was November the 30th, 1941, the Sunday before the December 7th attack, 1941. Mm -hmm. Eight, seven, eight days? Right. How come the newspaper knew, but Roosevelt didn't? No.
0: Oh, well, Roosevelt. I found yeah, this,
1: yeah. and I'm making it public. People are using it now with every lectures and speeches. I've stumbled onto that 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was in a little corner of a thing, and I kicked it out, and I actually wrote to the newspaper. I wanted it official. And I got—I still got the envelope. It came in, so I can tell you, the library printed it for me, and they sent me the whole front page. Whoa. Do you understand... Roosevelt knew nine congressional investigations said he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Roosevelt is was a Mason, and fellow Masons protect their brothers. That's right. <laughs> How many yeah. people died? In Pearl Harbor. Oh, by the way, I've also found and I made it public way back in my book, The New World, I think, that the, the Morals and Dogma says, I'm going to paraphrase it, that committing, uh, 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 oh, I'm sorry, what's the word? You can push a virgin off into the fireplace for the cause of the many. You can sacrifice. In the oh, usual, yeah.
0: the needs of the few are, uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, yeah.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? So he could sit, Roosevelt sat in the White House waiting for the phone call, mm-hmm. he knew what was going to happen. George Marshall, Sanchez to State, took the day off and went horseback riding, he didn't want to know, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. We got into a war that this conspiracy planned in World War end of World War I. World yeah. War II was planned after World War I failed with the League of Nations. They said we still need more nations, so we'll create a bigger war with more nations, and then we'll claim that nations cause wars and we'll create a world government called the United Nations. But for some reason, mm. yeah. it's never become a world government.
0: No, not yet, anyway.
1: Well, uh, it's been, what, 50 years? Yeah. It was formed in '47, I think. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of catchy. Yes, it is. Today's lesson in irony, in a small print. The food Stamp Program is administered by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They proudly report that they distribute free meals and food steps to over 46 million people on an annual basis. This was a couple of years ago. Meanwhile, the National Park Service, run by the U.S. Department of the Interior, asked us, quote, please do not feed the animals. Their stated reason for this policy being that the animals will grow dependent on the handouts, and then they will never learn to take care of themselves. Right. <laughs> Is that, should that work in welfare?
0: Yeah, it should be a center principle in all parts of government. Yeah, it should yeah.
1: be. See that one branch, the food, food, uh, the uh, Department of Agriculture, just don't feed the animals, but then feed them on feed the humans and pay. They've got families living by the generation yeah, on food right. The third generation still getting money. By the mm-hmm. way, think about this. The more children you produce, the more you get in welfare. Right. right. So a wife, black lady, says, I've got one child. Oh, I can get more money if I get two or three or five. Mm-hmm. I watched one day that uh, Maury Povich, you know, I don't know, one time I catch it, caught and what he does is he gets couples and Al now says, if you believe you're uh, baby was delivered by your, your some man. You write into us, and we'll give him a, a what you call it, called? A FDA a DNA test, right. and we'll give right, him right. the results. Right. So he comes on and says, "Oh, Herbie Submit, you know, <laughs> a guy, what's his Krongus <laughs> was the father." So if the Congress shows up, no, that's not my baby, and then he reads the report. And it wasn't his baby. This woman brought nine names to find the ninth man.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: What is she doing? She's producing babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you might, I think you might know who this is.
0: I have never understood why. why Thomas he agreed. Said, yeah, to want to keep the money you have earned, but not greed to want to take somebody else's money. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> Make sense? Yeah. What is welfare but legal theft?
0: Mm-hmm. It's actually, um, it's it's um, indentured servitude, <laughs> when you think yeah,
1: of well, it. Yeah. And by the way, that's against the uh, 13th Amendment. Yes, it is. By the way... Did you know there is no draft? I'm yeah, serious.
0: you said something about that. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah. You ever heard that?
0: Yeah, you said a story about somebody that went went for it and yeah. said something. Yeah. And Just hold it.
1: I'll fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Carl was a friend of mine. He was running the breakfast club, So he up talking about, day, listen, this is during the Vietnam War. He said, listen. If you get a, 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 a your draft number comes up, uh, they, they have a, a drum or something, and if you're nine, number 46 and your paper said you're 46, you gotta go. Here's what you do: tell your son to go. If it says 8 o'clock on Monday morning and so and so location, be there. Fill out every blank, answer all the questions, tell the truth. If you belong to the Communist Party, tell him you did. Don't put it down that you were. Because they'll, let, they'll check out, see if you wear it in you line, and that's serious. So fill out everything, take the physical, and then when you get all, all of you passed, and all the things you pass, all the IQ, you pass the physical, and you're you all the eligible, the A's, we're all getting to one room. The others who didn't are dismissed, thank you for coming in, It's a you don't have to serve, and the rest of us are all standing in the room together. So they are all here like this, and he says, okay, here's what we're going to do we're going to take, ask you to take one step forward, and when you do, we're going to raise your hand, and you're going to take the oath of allegiance to the United States under the what is called the, the, the law that there's an a, a, a army law.
0: oath of service, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. We take, yeah. Take so he says, tell your son when he hears that said, the words after he says, take the step forward, and when he's finished, shout out loudly, what rights am I going to give up when I raise my hand I take the step forward and tell him not to move? Everyone else took the step forward and guess what? They raised their hand. <laughs> Gone. They volunteer. The mm-hmm. step forward is an act of voluntary choice. Right. I watched the movie I it was dead dirty dozen or something. Yeah. Even these criminals, Lee Marvin, I think, was in charge. He drew a line mm-hmm. in the sand and said, If you serve after you, you volunteer and you complete the task, then you'll be, be given a, a, a pardon and you can go about your business. So right. they all and took the step. Some of them. Said, now, in the movie uh, 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 Alamo, the guy in charge said, We just got a messenger that came in. An hour ago, he said that, that the, the troops we were expecting to help us against Santa Ana's and 5,000 troops, and there's 260 of us. He said we're not going to get any uh, 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 other uh, uh, any army to join us. So mm-hmm. we've got a choice: we can stay and hopefully hold on long enough so that uh, Houston can raise an army and come down and help us, or, or we'll we is. Or you can you can uh, volunteer and go. So he said he took a sword out, drew a line in the sand. And said, all you got to do is step over the line and then we're all going to go together. And one guy didn't do in the movie. It could be not true, but in the movie, he said, he said to a Mexican, "Why? what's the problem? He said, I, my wife is pregnant and my children is dying and their grandmother's sick and my corn's dying. And if I don't get back home, I'm going to lose everything. He said, make sure this man has a horse, has money, and food to get him back home. Mm -hmm. They volunteered, and they knew it was going to be fatal. How many many of us are going to do that? I don't know. Okay, next. How would you like to know that John Jr. is alive and well? Sure enough. Yeah. Hey, Ralph, is a half hour enough time for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yes, easily. Well, yeah, okay. yes, I think so. I can, a okay. lot longer, but it will, I'll give you a picture. What I'm going to do is give you a picture.
0: Okay. Okay, John John, saluting his father's coffin. Okay, there's the whole family with John John.
1: There's mm-hmm. John John, there's Jackie and Bobby and J. Bobby Jr., yeah. Who's this?
0: That's JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Is this what you call your hunk? Well, I'm not going to say that. I guess a lot of gals <laughs> would say it. What do you say? He's, the he's, a, handsome, a, of, he's a handsome young man, yeah.
1: Uh, I have to tell you this this is a true story. It happened to me. I applied for that as well. He was called the sexiest single man. In America, and I was single, so I said, I'll apply So I sent in my application and they, a picture, and they said, "You, you, you. We're going to name you. You're, you're clearly better looking than this guy." So I said, "Okay, well, what do I have to do?" When I come, I said, "Well, we need, we need some answers to fill out the blanks and make sure." They're... So I filled it in, and they called me and said, "It didn't get here until the day after we named John Kennedy So I came in second.
0: Oh, that's a shame.
1: <laughs>
0: that's him again, a little older. That's him with his uh, the debut of his magazine, George.
1: Okay, now, why has he got a uniform of George Washington? That's a way of telling you it's not a man, it's a woman. Right. So it's not George Washington, yeah, it's some other man. Now, hold on.
0: Yep, Donald Trump was John John Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, my guess is that this is while they were both single, because you know they're doing the same. You go to cocktail parties. Hmm.
0: Robert Kennedy Jr. One of my heroes.
1: Bobby yep. Bobby Kennedy Jr. Right. Mm-hmm. He was on a talk show like me. I'm I'm Bobby Jr. Yes, I think we should have a. I'm in favor of it. I'm I'm urging them to do it. So on the screen they typed in, if John Jr. is alive, scratch your nose. First of all, the grin.
0: Mhm. Yep, I remember that video.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's profound.
1: This guy doesn't matter except for you. That's Daniel Moynihan He was retiring, a senior senator from New York. He's retiring, mm-hmm. not kicked out, not drunk. But someone else got that seat, was promised that seat. That's Hillary. I don't know who that other guy is, but that's look at Hillary. Usually a married couple on the beach hold hands. Look at them, six feet apart. And look at her. She's stirring. She should be Miss America. They're getting ready for COVID. Yeah. We're six feet apart because we're getting ready for COVID. John Jr. <laughs> had someone visit his door that looked like this. And they said, listen, John, we killed three of your uncles. Joseph Jr. murdered by the Roosevelts. I've got proof. They murdered John in a huge conspiracy. I've been documenting for 30 years of my life. We took John out. Sharon Sharad did not kill him. A guard shot him behind the right ear. Sharon hmm. Sharad's Sherrod, trying to get. Was he? Was did just got?
0: I think he just got let
1: go. He did. Okay, now go back. Yeah. Go back. I'm sorry, I feel, missed a gap. When she would learn that John Jr. was going to run for that seat of Moynihan, she was promised that seat by the conspiracy that promised her the presidency, but they said, Listen, we'll give it to Obama, but then 10, six or eight years later, we'll make you president. So We're let me go forward, Hillary Clinton right Move, move to New York. Take your husband if he's around and then live there and establish it and then you run for the sea and we'll give it to you. Then John got the guys with the glasses and then guns and said, don't do it. So John said, I'm going to crash my airplane. He, re- he bought an airplane, learned to fly it and remote controlled it like this. <laughs> he did yeah. not die yeah. in the ocean. That's mm-hmm. why Bobby could say this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what they told him
0: okay we killed three Kennedys Joseph Jr. by Roosevelt John by a conspiracy and Bobby by a guard guard. Mm -hmm.
1: and so little John said this is getting scary now this is a mouthful look at this this is very significant
0: no I didn't fly my plane into the ocean I can't read. Uh, yes, George Bush killed my father.
1: Oh my God. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Somebody in the conspiracy went to John and said, I want you to know that it was George Herbert Walker Bush who was given the task of arranging for rogue elements in six different groups to kill John Kennedy, And somebody took that word to Junior and Junior said, you're telling me George Herbert Walker Bush was in charge?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: That's new. I've never heard that until I read that. Now here's when he starts showing up. That's Junior right there. Oh no, there's raise, a guy with the bear. Raise again. it up, Ralph.
0: Little oh more. yeah, Vincent Vasquezco. Yeah.
1: How do we know it's him? There he is again in the center in the square. And look who, who's sitting three feet away? His wife.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Now yeah. I say this. Blondes to me all look alike. But this is, a, she's a beautiful woman, but she's distinctively blonde. She stands out. You put 10 blondes and they all look alike to me, but she's beautiful. And she's distinctively beautiful. And guess right. what? There they are. There they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again. Sh- Keep it still a little bit there, Ralph. Yeah. She's sitting just feet away from Junior.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Now, this might be who Q is. Right. That's John Jr. maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Is he? Would you say that's John Jr.? Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's the uh, Kennedy grave. Yeah, John Kennedy.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Kennedy. In the square, he's buried there, and then there's that curl around it. But notice that line starts like the Q; it makes it uh-huh. a Q. And where does it end up? Bobby
0: Kennedy's grave.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's telling us that Junior is the is the one releasing all these things. Uh huh. Trust me, I know you can't read that. Trust me, I'm going to okay. quote it. We trust Letter you. from Special Agent Graham Kitchell to the special agent in charge of the Houston office on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, the very day of the assassination. So special agent Graham Kitchell is reporting to the Houston FBI about a phone call he got, quote, at 1.45 p.m., Mr. George Herbert Walker Bush called and wanted to be kept confidential, but furnished hearsay that he heard from, a then he named a student at the University of Houston, I'm not repeating, had been talking of killing the president when he came to Houston. Hmm. What was he doing that for? He's building where he was oh, and what goodness. he was doing. Right. He's, not, he's not in Dallas. But then he said, the, the Special Agent Kitchell said, Bush stated that he was proceeding to Dallas, Texas, and he would remain in the Sheridan Dallas Hotel and return to his residence at 11 23 the next day. So he was in Dallas, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's
1: right. Here's a letter written by J. Edgar Hoover. Once again, it's a copy of a copy. So I've I, taken this bottom paragraph and read it and quoted it. The substance of the foregoing information, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. This is uh, November 29th, uh, uh, 1963. The substance of the foregoing information was furnished to Mr. George Bush of the CIA on September the 23rd, 19. 19- 61 by Mr. W.T. Forsyth of this bureau. Huh. George was. was in the CIA, and the letter was written by J. Edgar Hoover. Wow. Somebody, maybe John is right.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Now you mm-hmm. want to see a picture? Oh no, I don't believe pictures. Though. Where's that?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> the School Book Depository in Dallas.
1: How, how long would you guess it was after the shooting? Probably half about 15 minutes maybe?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. they're still standing around watching and there and there's people on the steps and everything else. But look at mm-hmm. over here. Now I know that's a small picture. Yes. Now you uh, want some proof? Yeah. Here's, here's where he was shortly after the assassination at the school book to the Now there he is and um, further away. But they magnify that picture of it and see if that looks oh, like George. It.
0: Yeah, the parts in the right place and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That mm-hmm. That is a little, little the different. master.
1: The master of the assassination wanted to be there to see that it worked. Mm-hmm. That's right. But he was, he was going to go to go back to Houston the next day. I'm telling you, Jr. We've all been waiting for him to reveal who he is. And we, we, we were supposed to happen on so-and-so date. It didn't happen on so-and-so date. So we're all been praying and worshiping and wondering whether we can get him to do it. So the problem is, is he going to do I believe so. I yeah. don't know that he, uh, that he's the, uh, the next. Maybe this is more important. Have you, you heard the official story to of this?
0: Yeah, I have, but a lot of people haven't.
1: Okay, uh, okay. this is then, uh, your name is Dwayne, is that correct? No. Dwayne?
0: Brian. Yes?
1: Brian. Brian. <laughs> have you ever heard, do you know what this is about? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yes. The funeral. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the funeral. We've got till the uh, nine o'clock, is that it?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. 20 more minutes, yeah.
1: Oh, Who's that? Up a, little, a little bit higher, Ralph.
0: Uh, yeah, go. okay. George Herbert Walker Bush, yeah. Mm-hmm. Died November 30th, 2018. Funeral, I can't say. Oh, December 6th, 2018,
1: okay. So now we're going to go to the funeral. Now, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can with my fingers. Let's say that you, got a, you go to a, a, a Catholic church, and the, the pews are like this. There's two of them, and then there's a gap between them. And then there's the altar up at the bottom down here at the bottom. So looking this way, you can see, short down, there's there's what I call a pulpit, maybe not. But it's an elevator. You step up, so you can be seen through the whole church. There's 1,000 people there. So you have 500 on this side and 500 on the other side of the altar. Mm -hmm. So now, there's a cameraman up there taking pictures. Now, he's underneath the red one. So he sees the people in the first pew right underneath him, because it's right down there. And we'll see who those people were. Oh, I'm sorry. George Herbert Walker Bush, age 96. He was a man of the highest character, said his eldest son and former president George W. Bush. Quote, uh, Barack Obama. Bush's life was a testament to the notion that public service is a noble, joyous calling. And he had had a tremendous good, did a lot, did, forgive me, and he did tremendous good along the path. And the New Yorker magazine, I just part of the New York York Times, the incredible nicest to George Herbert Walker Bush. Let's see whether or not he was.
0: Intentionally lost the nineteen ninety two election to Bill
1: Clinton. Never heard that before? Only mm-hmm.
0: reading my lips, no new taxes set on August eighteenth, uh, nineteen eighty eight, raised taxes November nineteen
1: ninety. If you won to lose an election You promise no new taxes, read my lips, and then you raise taxes. That's the way you throw an election to Bill Clinton. In other words, George Bush was told by the CFR, we don't want you to be a second-term president. We want Bill Clinton. So lose the election. I I made a joke in my DVD 20 years ago. I had me Ralph Epperson running for the dog catcher. And I said, said, don't forget, vote for Ralph Epperson dog catcher. And my bottom slogan said, Vote, vote early, vote often. <laughs> and I said, but I would never promise a tax increase if I could be elected, because when you do, they don't vote for you. And George Bush knew that. Read my lips. And for a year or so, he did that. Everybody, the jokers call it "read my lips." Don't do whatever it is. Okay, now we're back. In, we're back under underneath, underneath the red, the red part. And we're looking down at this, people, and here they are. Now, we'll start over here for David to identify that person.
0: Okay, Donald Trump on the left. Mm -hmm. Then Melania Trump. Then Barack Hussein Obama. Then Michael Robinson, a.k.a. Michelle (laughs) Obama. uh, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Jimmy, I was the worst president, Carter, and Rosalind Carter. (laughs) I think
1: Biden's beating him out. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Biden's got
1: that. Everybody, I uh, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can. They were given a program like this, so you. This is one sheet of paper, but it's it's you know scotch tape together. So it's a four page program. Here's the the cover. You read that by the day of the death and a picture of him, and then you open it up and you see what's inside, and then on the other page three it says, then on the back so. Everybody was given one of these. <laughs> inside right. that, uh, that uh, I call it a program, is a little envelope with a three by five card inside that envelope, and you pull it out. I don't. Yeah, I guess we. No, we can't see it. That's uh, Mrs. Biden with her copy. Uh, Carter, we don't think Carter got one.
0: No, as a matter of fact, he was looking at his envelope like he was at his folder, like he was kind of disappointed he was going to miss out on something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boy, she looks determined. She, I believe, read what we're going to read in a few minutes, because I got one of those messages. Mm Mm-hmm. This to me says, my God, if this is true, I'm in deep trouble. Right. Here's what it says. Oh, one more clue. On the other side, the red red pew, wherever it is. This this was uh, George Bush, the son, and then it went from his wife and then Jeb. So they're over here looking this way, and these people because the. Their task is going down like this. So Mrs. Bush, George's wife, she opened it up and saw it. And she took it like this, this size, and showed Jeb. Now, Jeb she, she sat it like this, and she turned, because Jeb was standing sideways, and she's looking this way with George, so they're looking like this, and he's looking this way, and he, you could see this was in motion picture, wasn't slides, and he's got a little grin on his face saying, Oh, you know, I, I really, I'm sorry we lost, but everything's fine. It's all going to work out. You can be Lily and Delson and just get off. And so uh, little Mrs. Laura Bush wife showed Jeb on General and Jackson. He said, what that said, he, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a indictment. It wasn't a, a six million dollar lawsuit. It was quick. You read it quick, quick. Right. And we're going to read it quick because here it is. This is what this, what the thing said. Now I, I'll have to read it because it's kind of gray. But it says at the very top, former President George Herbert Walker Bush. But can you read the next line? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Forgive me. No. They know everything is secret. Okay. Well, you, you missed the last two words. Oh, I did. Okay. They They
0: knew everything. Sorry. Oh no. Sorry, I'm up, sorry. Up a little. Up a little, Ralph. Yeah.
1: Okay. Very good. Please, I want yeah. you to make sure that this, please understand. I've seen six or eight people put this out on the same front of situation. Up a little higher.
0: There you go. They know everything. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what George it says, Bush. okay.
1: And it looks like it's signed. No, it can't mm. be signed, but one of them is signed, and then they're all been stamped. Did right. It. What did he do, George Bush? He confessed. Trump and his people went to him before he died, and I'm gonna use my best to do it briefly. They said, George, we've known all along what you've been doing to this government in your 20, 30, 40 years. And we're asking you to confess. If you confess, we'll let you die. And then we're going to ask you to confess. We'll have a camera there. We'll record it. We'll transcribe it, we'll ask you to sign it. It'll be properly signed by other witnesses and notarized, wherever it makes it'll be a legal document. Right. We can use it in court that George Herbert Walker Bush said that Bill Smith did this. hmm And Bush what's true choice A B? Uh we'll remove you now from the census. Now I don't right. like to use those words. You fill it please don't say it. Removing you from the census means what? Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Wiped out, killed.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, that means that they know what Bush did. It's been certified and used. Trump's going to use. And Hillary and Bill, because everything means uh, 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 Mr. Bush, was involved with the CIA, and the FBI, drug... I'll give you my story. In fact, let me do that next. I have a story to, to use to confirm that he was directly involved in major events. This was the, the war in Vietnam. Bo was the most decorated uh, 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 fighter, or colonel in the Vietnam War. And so he would speak in the conservative groups around the country. He came to Tucson. And we all sit, sat there and 30 over forty in the chairs. And he's up front on the podium. And again, by the by so way, he says, uh, by the way, I always, whenever I go to an open meeting, I always go in the back for a reason. Uh, yes, in the back. Speaker, why did you eat watermelon last Thursday? Well, that's a good question. I ate it because it tastes good. Okay, fine. Thank you very much. Notice. Everybody between me and him heard it and they heard his response. If he did it the first slide, you never get the question and you can hardly hear the answer. Standing back in the back. So, beside, listen to this. Beside me, by God's grace, stands a young man, 30, dressed in Air Force civvies. And he gets a, Colonel Grice, I want to confirm what you just said. What did I just say? You said that we were in Vietnam to. A drug culture, and we were going, we were eight of us, Amer- I'm sure eight of us Americans were working for a CIA front, loading air America airplanes with heroin coming from China to Kun Saw, who's converting it in a Pepsi Cola factory. Makes it to cover. Oh, yeah, we make Pepsi Cola. No, they convert the poppies to heroin, and they were they were packaging it, and they were loading the airplanes. One in, he goes out, the next one comes in, probably two or three at a time, or maybe two at a time. So one comes in, and they start him loading, they got this guy, he takes off, he goes up, and then he... So someone shouted out, there's a congressman in this airplane! The airplane landed, and for I don't know how he found out, but he saw this guy, said, I know, oh, there's a congressman. So they all arrested from America. We don't want really to get the pilot. They don't care about this. So we ran up to him and he got out of the airplane. We all had lunch and talked three of us. He said it was Congressman George Herbert Walker Bush. Huh. In an airplane that was filled with heroin, so he could, as the co-pilot, take it to Honolulu, where they would pick it in a jet and bring it back to the United States. America was, during the Vietnamese War, the biggest drug dealer in the world. All mm-hmm. coming from Red China to, to uh, Koonsaw, who was a a, 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 some warlord or something, had a twenty-thousand-man army. Bo Grites met with Koonsaw, and and uh, they. He said he watched the army. They were drilled, and they were good shots, and they were they were committed. They had a great army, according to Bo. They didn't fight apparently, but they protect their own their own little uh, tribe. Right. So he said. So uh, George Bush knew this was going on. Mm Mm-hmm. And did nothing about it. Yeah. Others, I my DVD about the Vietnamese mm-hmm. War, I name names who were transporting dollars for the drugs in uh-huh. cash, mm-hmm. not checks, not in chipaboos or whatever these things we got. Cash by the billions and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That is what China is using to buy corporations in America, land in America, and our national debt. They made probably trillions of dollars in the drug business. The purpose of the Vietnamese War was to create a drug culture in America. Our government knew that. And George Herbert Walker learned about it. We got ready to finish it, I guess. And I'm telling you, that's one of the ways I know that when he confessed, he had to tell him that. He told mm-hmm. him. and and that guy that I showed you, the the Mong people, he said, I don't none no of us ever understood why. Now I know why this was thought Wow. Red yeah. China let me end with this last thought. Reagan we I think I always said this. Reagan got up to the Berlin Wall on a podium with a big PA system and five hundred thousand people. Gorbachev turned on that wall and he did so, didn't he? That's right. called invading the one man in the government of a... You know, no, it's that Gorbachev knew that Reagan was speaking for the president or whoever was the chairman of the board and he's a branch manager. He did what he was saying. But Russia right. is over with, with wow. Yeah, wow! And with this, this This is a good way to summarize that. That's the casket. Of John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. How many wrinkles do you see? Almost Absolutely
0: none. 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 How many what? Wrinkles on the flag. Wrinkles. None. none. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. Wow! Is that Bush's funeral? Wow! Look at all the wrinkles on that
1: flag. Why? It means he served, but not with distinction. In other words, he was a foul president. This is what you get when you do this. <coughs> they had to. Wow. But notice, there's no one guarding it. The dog, maybe I guess the dog that was a. And look at the wrinkles. They were telling us something that they knew about this George George Herbert Walker Bush.
0: Yeah, you're not kidding. Wow. 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 That's amazing. That's a good way to end it. Yeah, it is. Hey, Ralph, this has been very, very informative. And I know that we only got through a fraction of what we had to talk about, right? Yes. So do you when want to come I, back on and do it again?
1: No, you tell me when. Okay, but, I will. Okay, you and I get together and we'll work out the details. I've got okay. some ma- major things we need to talk about uh, the uh, Kennedy assassination.
0: Oh yeah, and that list interests me too. That list you have uh, people that are going to get arrested.
1: Yeah, that's oh yeah. like that. Yeah. And this too.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, yes. Have you ever looked at Have you ever looked at Justin Trudeau, Ralph? Oh yes, I know. I know the story. You know about and him the- being, being a Castro. <laughs> Go slow.
1: Tell us who he's the son of.
0: He is the son of Fidel Castro and his mother, who was the married wife of uh, uh, I forgot his name. Yeah. yeah, Trudeau.
1: If I remember, right. the first Trudeau was the governor, whatever they call him, of Canada, right?
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And he took his wife down to Fidel in Cuba. And guess what? Sure, you can take my wife. Well, and she was known for
0: sleeping it. around. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. And then you we have. hmm we have Justin Trudeau. If you put the pictures together, they look just alike, too. Yeah. Mm. Scary. Wow. So, Well, Ralph, I want to thank you for coming on. Brian, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Um,
1: Ralph. Thank you. I can assure you, and I want to thank you for allowing me to do this. Oh, for sure. But I I believe, I'll just say this. If you listen and see it, 60% retention. If you just hear it or see it, it's 15%. That's why right. I do this. I'm trying uh-huh. to get you to see it so you can remember it. We've got it okay. nice to see. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.
0: Anything you work for, you you appreciate more. Yeah, that's true. And when you read, you got to work. Okay. Well, thank you again. Thank you, Brian. And, um, we will talk about getting on again, Ralph, because that's very interesting stuff. And I believe people really need to hear this stuff. You yeah. Know? And, so. uh, yeah, uh, it's it's part of the waking up process. You know, there's so many yeah. people asleep, but there's people starting to wake up all over the place.
1: Would and you say that I documented my case the best I could? Oh,
0: very much. Yeah, it was, good. It was very documented. And the pictures yeah. help. Sources and pictures are worth a thousand words. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. Well, folks, we've come to the end of our show. It's uh, exactly it's been two hours. So thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you listen live, uh, thank you. If you're going to listen uh, later on or watch, excuse me, uh, or if you're going to listen on Spreaker or uh, Podbean, uh, God bless you. Uh, and you also, too, you, you viewers, uh, God bless you, too. So uh, we'll be back next Monday night with another uh, episode. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk with Ralph about when he wants to be on next, and uh, and we'll go from there. So again, we love our audience. We thank you. We we um we pray for you all the time. And like I said, if you have any questions, you can write to the uh, email address on delusionresistance.org. And if it's for Brian, I'll forward it to him. It's for me. If it's for both of us, or, or even Ralph. Hey Ralph, what about contact information?
1: Oh yes, Ralph-Epperson.com, my okay. website. All I'm on Facebook, Ralph Epperson, with that ugly face right, there. <laughs> even right though, there. Even though I came in second to John Kennedy. That's right. That's, I was it. robbed. <laughs> <The male laughs> got
0: <and> <laughs> okay, folks. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll see you. you guys
1: next week. Thanks, so. Ralph. <laughs> Here we thank go. Thank you. You're welcome.